Appointment Ministries Podcast Network. Strength for today's pastor. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Strength for Today's Pastor, a resource designed to strengthen you, the senior or lead pastor of your church. Here's your host, Bill Holdridge. Bill is the director of Poiman Ministries, which is a team of former longtime senior pastors who are available to strengthen pastors, to strengthen churches. Welcome to today's episode of Strength for Today's Pastor. I'm Bill Holdridge, the host of our program today. And I have with me Pastor Phil Evans. Phil is on our team and uh, was the founding pastor of Roseburg Christian Fellowship in Roseburg, Oregon, where he pastored for 30 years. And we were blessed to have him join our team in 2013. And one of the things that Phil has been really focused on and is really passionate about is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about church assessments. And we're going to be talking about what an assessment is and some of the practical stuff that can be ferreted out during an assessment. But just basically the big picture, a church assessment is a fresh set of eyes on you and on your ministry according to how you want us to focus our fresh set of eyes. So Phil, welcome, and we're so glad to have you with us today. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to be with you again and uh, look forward to seeing what the Lord has in store for us today. Amen, amen. So what we want to do to start off, Phil, is just talk about what is an assessment. You've done a bunch of them. As a team, we've done about 70 assessments or so over the years. But uh, what is an assessment, and how do you go about it? Well, an assessment, Bill, is when a pastor invites us to come in and, like you mentioned before, just put a fresh set of eyes on their ministry. And we generally come in for Um, And just one of us at a time, we don't do this as a big team project, but one of us will come in and spend about three to seven days at your church. We like to extend that over a a weekend so that uh, we can observe the church service itself. And we like to come in, meet with the pastor. We spend quite a bit of time with, with you as pastors individually. And even with your family, if that works out schedule wise with, with you and your family. And we really get to know you, and we we spend lots of time just uh, getting to know your ministry, your calling, your vision, and then we take a look at the entire church. And sometimes pastors will ask us to come in and take a look at specific things. Maybe they're having an issue with leadership or particular ministries within the church. Maybe maybe they've outgrown their facilities, or or they just want us to take a look at the overall church and see if there's areas where they might be able to improve. And so we come in, meet with the pastor, the staff, the leadership, uh, anybody that is a ministry leader that you think that would be beneficial for us to get together with. And then we put together a, a full-on report. When we're finished, we, you'll end up with a, a full report of what we've discovered, and this report goes strictly to you as the pastor. It doesn't go to the board members, doesn't go to anybody else, doesn't get floated around the internet. It's just a report for you to use as you see fit. And you've brought in some some experienced guy to come in and take a look and give you some tips and pointers. That's a key concept there at the end. It only goes to the senior pastor, this report. And another thing to emphasize here would be the confidentiality of all of these conversations and the confidentiality of the report itself, wouldn't you say? That's right. 
and that's our whole theme here for Poyman is we want to strengthen the pastor in order to help strengthen the churches. And so our, our ministry is to the individual pastor. We, we want to make sure that we can do everything to make him the, the best success he can be in ministry. And we've been quite successful at that. I agree. And the thing that I, I think a lot of pastors who are listening to this might be thinking is, why should I do this? I've got a team of elders that are another set of eyes for me. They're watching with me. They're giving me input every day. Why would I need an assessment? Maybe they don't, but it, what is an answer to that question, do you think? Well, the thing is, when, we, when we're talking about our leadership team, we're all in the, in the same boat. They're hanging around the same church facility that you're hanging around. They're seeing the same ministries that, that you're seeing. They, they're involved in such a close and intimate way. They may not spot things. It's kind of like when we go out and look at our garage, we think, well, it's, it's sort of cluttered, but not too bad. But you bring someone in from the outside, and they say, oh, my goodness. Um, and that's what happens sometimes at our churches. We get a little bit almost complacent at what we're observing, whereas you bring in a fresh set of experienced eyes, and uh, we can take a look and see things fairly quickly that might really improve things, even even with just the physical flow of your facility and how things are working that way. And so bringing a, a guy in that's an experienced pastor is considerably different than just talking to the, your leadership team who is very familiar with you and you're familiar with him, but you're also just very familiar with your existing ministry, whereas someone else can see things that you might not spot. Well, lest the senior pastor who's listening to this think that everything in our report is negative or everything is a uh, an encouragement toward improvement, there are positive aspects to an assessment as well. Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the one of the great things that we get involved with in Poyman Ministries, which would probably be a whole subject for other podcasts, would be just coaching. And so we can come in and see what the strengths are for you as a pastor, for your leadership team, for the ministry leaders in your church. We can actually spot uh, people that might not even be in the right position in your church. They might be gifted in an area that you hadn't considered, and we can we can just uh, help improve things that way. But also, we can spot people that are exceptional and things in your own personal ministries as pastors, areas where where that could even be strengthened and furthered. And, and a lot of our reports, in fact, I probably, I don't know if I'd say the majority of the report, but I think pastors find our reports very encouraging. They're not they're not at all discouraging. They're not in any way uh, negative in that way. But if there's areas of improvement, we'll point those out. But, but by and large, I think people find our reports just very strengthening. We've been in situations, you and I together, doing assessments or tag-teaming on assessments where we've helped the pastor see the treasure chests that he's got in his church the people, the resources that maybe he hadn't had time to take a look at and really observe them and see what their strengths, their giftings, what their willingness is. But we've had a chance to talk to them. We've had a chance to observe them. That's an encouraging part of an assessment sometimes, too. Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, there are a lot of people probably on leadership teams that were not on leadership teams before we came, that we just saw the way they ministered, the way they interacted with people. 
and uh, pointed that out to the pastor. And all of a sudden, he saw that person with a fresh set of eyes himself. So if a pastor is listening to this and, and would like to one day have an assessment done and has maybe even thought about it, having heard about what we do, how do we help him overcome his fears that maybe something that's uncovered might be embarrassing to him? How do we deal with that, and how does he deal with that in his own heart? Well, I think probably that the thing that we don't often think about when we talk about pastors that are more seasoned, we, we forget that they started off just like all of us, uh, with small churches, maybe just a few couples, and we had to grow just like they're growing. We've gone through the same kind of things they've gone through. We've made the same kind of mistakes that uh, that any other pastor makes. And so we can identify, and we're not coming in there as some guy that's got it all together. We're coming in as a guy that just has had more experience. So the area of being embarrassed about something that might be found or discovered, or maybe you're not the greatest bookkeeper, or you know that some of the areas in your church, the carpet needs to be replaced, but you just don't have the funds to do it. We've been there. We know exactly what that means. We were at that same spot. But because we've got more experience, we've seen how to overcome different issues in the church, and we can work together with the pastor to see, well, how can we resolve that if the carpet doesn't look good and might be off-putting towards a visitor coming into the church? A lot of times we'll we'll find ways, just by looking at the finances, we'll find ways to say, you know what, we could just move this in this area, and we could change this over here, and we could replace the whole carpeting. <laughs> and so a lot of times it's just real practical stuff that we can work with the pastor to overcome those areas that could be embarrassing if if you didn't realize that, well, we've been there too. So you mentioned finances and looking at finances. That's part of an assessment if the pastor wants it, to be able to have us look at their books and look at their budget. Maybe they don't have a budget yet. Maybe they're in that stage of their church's development, we can help them with ideas toward getting a budget. If they don't have a set of bylaws that they're comfortable with, or maybe we take a look at their bylaws and we see some areas that are vulnerabilities for them, then we can help them with their bylaws too. So in other words, the assessment idea is as comprehensive and as complete and total as the pastor wants it to be. That's right. And that's one of the very first things we do when we show up on the scene, or perhaps even before we show up, is really find out from the pastor what he's hoping to obtain, what he's hoping to get out of this assessment. I actually had a couple of pastors now tell me that um, after it was all over, he felt like he was on a personal pastor's conference. (laughs) It was like just uh, having one pastor focus on him and he just came away so totally refreshed because we talk a lot about Scripture, too, and just ideas we see in the Word of God that, um, that show us how to better pastor and how to minister. That is a great description, Phil, a personal pastor's conference. And I think you're right. I think a lot of the ones that have been uh, involved with an assessment have experienced that type of thing. So here I am. I'm a pastor of a church. Maybe I've got 75 people. Maybe we're a young church, maybe we're in a community where 75 people is a pretty big church. Um, why <laughs> would I ask for an assessment? I mean, would would Poyman Ministries consider coming to a church of my size in a community of our size? 
Oh, absolutely. In fact, those are some of the most rewarding when we can come in, because when you're a pastor of a smaller church, you're in a unique situation. And, and that's something else that we Poyman guys can point out. You know, you, you actually pastor different sized churches in a little different manner. And a lot of guys aren't aren't aware of that. And so we can come in with a small church and get to know the pastor and his people and the ministries and the community. It's important for us to even get a feel for the entire community. And we're glad to come in and work with the smaller churches. Again, I think almost all of us as Poyman, I don't think, uh, I mean, I know the guys, and I, I don't think any of us ever just inherited a large church as our first experience. We were all in that same boat. We we had small churches, and so we, we, we really relished that opportunity to come in and help out a guy that's pastoring a smaller church. Well, you bring up a great point that different sizes of church uh, also require different styles of leadership for the size of that church. The small church pastor needs to pastor his church as a small church in his community, but also in view of the possibility that maybe that church is going to grow in numbers, so he has to be prepared for the next stage of church life and development and be able to adjust to that. But then the large church pastor, I mean, we can help that pastor too, because sometimes that large church pastor hasn't made the wisest choices in adjusting to what it means to lead a large church. That's right. Some guys uh, keep the same mentality as the church grows, and that that results in some areas being uh, overlooked. So we can come in and point those out and, and show the, the stratagem that needs to be changed a little bit as the churches grow so that we can effectively minister to a larger group of people. Yeah, I'm just thinking about my own experience, Phil. It would have been great to have somebody like you coming in and do an assessment for me had I been open to it. But I remember going from small church to medium-sized church and then medium-sized church to large church. Those phases were very uncomfortable for me because I'd gotten used to the smaller church. I'd gotten used to knowing everyone, baptizing you know, everybody that was in the church that came to Christ and knowing their kids, dedicating their children. I'd gotten used to what it's like to lead on that level, and the next level just threw me for a loop, and it was a tough, tough go for me to adjust to that. Had I had an assessment, I could have gotten some really helpful tools to just be relaxed about the process and move intentionally toward the next style of leadership that I'd need to adopt. Yeah, and I think that's where appointment guys can can be very helpful. Again, because we experienced it, and as with you, Bill, we didn't necessarily have someone come in and coach us or help us through those transition times, but we've gone through them now, and now we can see how beneficial that would have been so we have a better idea of what we could do to help a guy. Also, Bill, there's there's sometimes that a fellow I've I've been into some small church situations where the likelihood of his church ever becoming even a medium sized church is well, it's just unlikely because of the size of the community, the outlook of the entire community. And I think some guys can actually get discouraged realizing that um my ministry is just not gonna be a large ministry. Well, we can come in and, and really encourage those guys because that's an important ministry as well, to be able to effectively minister to a small group of people and 
realize that you're doing God's work. And it's just as important as a guy that's ministering to thousands. I agree. There's a lot being written on that subject right now about large church, mega church versus small church, which are more effective. And of course, we can't answer that question, but the small church pastor, a church of, say, 100 or less, some would define small church as 250 or less, wherever the parameters are, a small church pastor is doing kingdom work if he is involved in helping people get equipped for ministry, if that church is making disciples, and if they have an evangelistic heart to reach the lost, if they're doing those things, then they are as vital and as important a church as any other church on the planet. That's right. And sometimes it's nice to hear that from an experienced pastor to just come in. I know a lot of times with assessments, I spend personally, and I think the rest of the appointment team as well, we spend a lot of time just ministering to the pastor just over a cup of coffee, uh, sitting back in an office, not not in a lecture-type situation at all, but just getting to know one another and encouraging them. Right. And what, when we do that, then that pastor can relax and settle in, and we become friends. We keep up a relationship with that pastor for years afterward because it's been a positive experience for both of us. Very, sure. very much a blessing. And I know I enjoy getting to know the family, too. I know uh, I think of one pastor offhand just immediately comes to mind where I, I saw as I met with the, the husband and the wife, the pastor and his wife, and the kids, and I fell in love with the kids, and I realized this pastor and his wife just needed a date night. And so I said, okay, I'm on duty tonight. You guys go out to dinner and uh, take in a movie or whatever and have some fun, walk on the beach, and and uh, I'll be here when you get home. But the kids will be fine. We're going to play games. <laughs> That's great. That was a blessing to that guy, I'm sure. It was. They felt comfortable because I wasn't some uh, strange guy necessarily. Well, I might be a little strange, <laughs> but... but uh, they knew their kids were safe and uh, and they needed a they just needed some alone time for fun just just for fun nothing no big issues problems or anything they just needed to get out well i know you feel this way i feel this way i know the other pastors on our team feel the same way that the pastor of the small church is oftentimes one of the best pastors we've ever met oh yeah and we enjoy keeping up those relationships long after we're gone and the assessment's over. In fact, quite often, we get invited back to come a few years later to just take another fresh look and see if progress is being made. Right. It's ongoing. Well, you That's know, right. here I am. I'm a, I'm a pastor of any size church. I am thinking about reaching out to Poyman Ministries to have an assessment done. What is it going to cost? That's a great question, and, and especially with a smaller church, that, that can be a real concern. We don't charge for assessments. When we come in, we're, we're coming in because the Lord wants us to be there to, to help out and to strengthen the church. Now, what we like to do in the ideal situation, in fact, let me just tell you what the ideal situation is. If the church can afford to pay for our transportation to their church, and to put us up either in a home or a hotel for the time that we're there, cover our meals, and then then maybe give us a, a little, just an honorarium or something, just at their choosing of whatever they can do. That's, an, that's the ideal situation. 
We've gone to, gone to some churches, at least I know I have, where just paying the airfare to get a guy there would be overwhelming. And so uh, we just we just know that the Lord will always provide. And I've gone situations where they've put me up in somebody's home, if not their own home, just in a spare bedroom, and give me a loaner car from somebody in the body that has an old, old one time I drove old beater pickup truck. Now it's fine. We, I just had a great time. And uh, so if uh, finances should not be the issue. Now, keep in mind that all of us are, are retired pastors, and as pastors know, uh, that doesn't mean that we're wealthy then. So, you know, if they can provide a little honorarium or something, that would be most helpful. But but we don't require that. So we'll work with finances because people do help us out. I know I have a couple of people that help me out monthly so that I can afford to go to places where they can't afford to cover my expenses. Right. And that idea of, of where the Lord guides, he provides, which we all totally embrace, we we trust the Lord with that pastor who's asking us to come just for all of it. And we're, we're looking to the same Lord for the same purpose. That's right. Well, Phil, that, that's going to do it for today. Uh, we may have to come back to this subject at a later time and, and ferret it out a little bit more. But thanks so much for this. You've given a great introduction to what an assessment means. And if you're listening to this and you're getting stirred up to consider this and you don't really want to make a decision yet, you're not ready to make a decision, that's okay. Just give us a call. We'll be happy to talk with you personally about your situation, and then we can set it up if you want to go forward with it uh, as the Lord leads. So that's the way we'll do it. And uh, God bless you as you listen to this podcast. Phil, thanks for joining us today. It's been great. Thank you, Bill. It's been fun getting together with you again. And Hope to hear from some of the guys. Absolutely. Well, may the Lord bless you all, and may he keep you, and may he strengthen you with his might, by his power, through his Holy Spirit, in your inner man as you serve him. In Jesus' name. Strength for Today's Pastor is sponsored by Poiman Ministries. You can find us at poimanministries.com. That's spelled P-O-I-M-E-N ministries.com. If something in today's program prompts a question or desire to connect with us, or if you have a comment or a topic idea for a future episode, just shoot us an email at strongerpastors at gmail.com. That's strongerpastors at gmail.com. Until we meet again, may you continue to be a strengthened pastor.